The Chinese Year of the Black Milkshake. Well, hey, Friday, and we're back in our local juicer, face to face, the only way it should be, Jimster. Welcome to Black Milkshake, the comedy podcast with me, Ray Mack. And me, Jorma Kirko. Uh, we're sponsored by James Joyce Irish Pub Istanbul. And what a lot's been going on this week. We found out that we were number 53 in the Irish charts. Not bad. Um, that, was a, that was a bit of a surprise to me, but not as much of a surprise as when I found out that what was one position above us at number 52, a podcast called We're Having Gay Sex, of all things. So that, that was a bit of a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> you put me off. <laughs> but I'm behind you the whole way, Jimmy. <laughs> but we also had our second weekly show on Grow Radio UK. And you can hear that every Friday at 8 p.m. Or if you missed that, we're also on Wednesday at the same time. So, Jimster, you bollocks. <laughs> what have we got lined up today, my friend? Well, we've got three very special guests from America coming up later. I don't want to give too much away, but they've all lived in the same large house, but at different times. And we've got Lost in Translation. And as ever, we will start, Jimmy, with True or False, my friend. Okie dokie. Celebrity True or False. You can't handle the truth. Mick Jagger has never appeared on the cover of Rolling Stones magazine. Now, are we actually talking about a magazine called Rolling Stones, as you said, or Rolling Stone? I didn't say anything about being stoned, Jimmy. <laughs> you, said, you, said, you said Rolling Stones magazine. I said I, Rolling Stones magazine. Yeah, which I've never heard of, but I have heard of Rolling Stone magazine. Um, <laughs> so I don't know, because Rolling Stones magazine could be a fanzine. Hmm. <laughs> So, what do you say? Well, I don't know which magazine you're talking about, so uh, I'm going to assume that you are talking about Rolling Stone and not Rolling Stones, and... That could have been a bit of a trick question, though, couldn't it? It, it could have been. I'm not sure if Rolling Stones magazine exists, but uh, I always connected those two when I was younger, so I assumed that in some way Rolling Stone had been named after the Rolling Stones. And as you asked the question, I'm thinking in the direction that you wouldn't have asked the question if it had. No, you wouldn't have asked that if it had been false. So I'm going for true. <laughs> I'm, I'm going, going for true. <laughs> I think I need one. I'm going to go for true. False. Oh, He's God. Appeared. <laughs> He's appeared. Wait a minute. He's appeared on the cover over 20 times. No, over Jimmy, seriously. A career spanning more than 50 years. He's considered to be the most pivotal an influential, popular frontman, Jimmy, in rock and roll's history. Agreed? Mm-hmm. Also a he very has, clever yeah, man as well. Yeah, he has eight children, Jimster. That's satisfaction for you, pal. <laughs> but, <laughs> as long as cross. he can give them shelter. <laughs> I like it. Mm. That's across five relationships, Jimmy. Five relationships. The oldest was born in 1970, the youngest two sixteen. God bless the Jaggers. <laughs> Or God bless the shaggers. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he must have some langer on him, Jimmy. <laughs> or John Thomas. <laughs> oh, he must, he must. No, Actually, where did I hear that word, Jim? That was Greg last week, wasn't it? Apparently, he's a brilliant businessman, uh, Mick Jagger. Mm. He, he runs the whole business side of the Rolling Stones himself, mm. I, I, I believe. So, all right then. Uh, no, Jimmy, of... don't move quick, because this is really good. You know, he also, I didn't know about this, but he auditioned for the uh, Rocky Horror Show in 75 for the role of Dr. Frank in Furter, which went to Tim Curry, proving you can't always get what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Very a fan, good. Jimmy? Of? Of the Stones. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like them. I like. Well, I, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan, but I like a lot of the songs. I think like everybody. Favorite uh, tune? Um... I like Little Red Rooster. Ooh, um, I, oh, and I think probably my favourite, though, is Paint It Black. Okay, I agree. But my favourite, the Shaman one, the most iconic for me, Sympathy for That Diddle. Yeah, that's another great one as well. Move on. We'll move on, Jimster. Right. Uh, this question could be classified as celebrity drunks or drunk basket cases, Jimmy. Okay. Okay. Are there any <laughs> are there any animals involved? <laughs> no, that's why I'm really going to disappoint you. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be next week, you right. jerk bag. <laughs> Bars in the 1960s Turkey used to hire workers to carry too drunk. Don't get smart with me, Jimmy. T double O too drunk people back home these yeah true or false mm-hmm. these to employ people to yeah people workers home. to carry intoxicated gorgeously drunk people yeah who couldn't walk home okay it sounds In mad it yeah. sounds mad i uh, i wonder if i've heard something like that before it sounds so mad i'm gonna say it's true actually jimmy i haven't done my homework completely on this because I showed this to my better half, and mm. she said it's a load of bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you, you used that word a few days ago because she says going back to the um the old sultans, uh, not the old sultans of swings, but back to the Ottoman time. Mm-hmm. She said that uh, the wife or wives of the sultans they used to go out and shop in the market, and the servant would follow them with that big heavy basket on his back and the good lady would drop all the uh, shoppings into the mm-hmm. basket and he would take it back to the palace but right. these were called jimmy's kufiji and to be so drunk you couldn't walk was called kufi many mm-hmm. bars in turkey would often employ basket men whose sole purpose was to take patrons home if they were out of their tits manky <laughs> drunk jimmy and most of the men would work as porters during the day. Right. And they would work as basket men to make some extra money. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think... We'll leave, I the, think... We leave that open to the uh, listeners, yeah? Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, and if I get the next one wrong, we'll say that I was right with that one. But, <laughs> I, I mean, what is the... why not, though? I don't know, Jimmy. I think it's... I seriously think it. My, my wife thinks it's silly and... She, she, People wouldn't do that back in the 60s in Turkey, and I think they would. <laughs> you know, I have half a mind that I read something like that at some point. Yeah, I did as well. But as a great Irish philosopher once quoted, <laughs> they tried this in Ireland, Jimmy, but they couldn't keep up with the basket demand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, nice That's one. it, Jimmy. 
How did you do? <laughs> oh, that was it. That was it. So our best of yeah, three sure. was just two questions this week. And, and one of them was we got Rolling Stone and Rolling Stone's confused. I'll just say that I won then. How about that? <laughs> you will me bollocks. <laughs> Hi, possums. This is Dame Midna Everett speaking from Wagga Wagga in Australia. I love to follow Ray and Yorma on Facebook. Don't worry about punctuation and capital letters. Just type Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast, darlings, without writing the darlings. By the way, please tell a friend to listen on Spotify and Apple. Follow the boys, darlings. Your podcast needs you. And our two great friends and occasional sponsors, Hackett Technologies in Cross Molina in Ireland and the Brutus Himmler Senior Care Home in Washington, D.C. have got together and given us a little bit of live footage of when three presidents get together for a simple game of dominoes. nice mr president's playing dominoes together i'll be along later with your meds now donald and joe which one of you seniors played the last domino slow joe did enough of the age thing already life starts at 80 we all know it everybody knows it everybody knows everything unless you're biden you know barack i'm sure a game of dominoes is probably the highlight of your miserable disgusting life i mean it's not exactly a MAGA rally with thousands of people chanting your name men dressed in buffalo horns storming the capitol storming the daniels yeah barack that's code for donald wanting to play a game that donald can actually win like tic-tac-toe because we all know he couldn't win an election <laughs> hey i can win at anything i'm a winner and i'll tell you both I would have won that election if it weren't for all the fake news and rigged voting machines. And the fact that you lost. You just wait, Hussein. I'll be back in the White House soon enough. Not if I have anything to do with it. I don't think so. You know, fellas, I think we should stop talking about politics and just enjoy our game of dominoes. Whose turn is it? Fine with me. I'm just happy to be spending some beautiful time with my two favorite losers. You know you try your best, your best, but it just ain't good enough. You're just a sore loser. Bullshit. Now, which one of you guys played last? He did. You know, guys, I'm really proud of the domino team I put together in this old folks' home. More than half the women in my team are women. Wow, Joe, that's really something to be proud of. Yep, it is, Donald. We're making progress towards true gender equality. You know, Joe, I couldn't agree more. It's about time we had more women in positions of power. Will someone take their turn? Who was... Hey, I have nothing against women in power, as long as they don't do a Hillary... I know where she went. It's disgusting, really disgusting. I don't want to talk about it. No, it's too disgusting. Don't say it. It's disgusting. (laughs) Of course, Donald, because we all know you never do anything disgusting, like hire your daughter for top government positions. Hey, she's highly qualified, very highly qualified, the highest qualified, beautiful qualifications. Right, Donald, because nepotism is the highest qualification. Nepotism? Like when dead people have sex with each other? That's disgusting. Okay, Mr. Presidents, it's time for your enemas. With friends like you guys, who needs enemas? Enemas.
Inimas. <laughs> In- Inimas. <laughs> Slow Joe, life starts at 80, Jim. <laughs> well, you, you <laughs> said Inimas. Right. Inimas. You said Inimas a bit better than you did last week. Yeah. <laughs> Painful. <laughs> oh, painful indeed. Painful indeed. On the subject of Brutus Himmler, of course, I, I don't think you knew, Ray, that he also had uh, a senior care home as well, um, as, as well as his Institute of Psychiatology. But he, Brutus was uh, in touch with me this morning, and um, oh. he, he said he's got some something that he'd like to talk to you about next week, but it just reminded me ever so slightly about the enema. But it could be good news for you, depending on how you fare. Okay, it's been quite a few weeks since we've done Lost in Translation. Should we go over and do one of those now? Yeah, go over it, go over it. Yorma's Lost in Translation. I am sorry, my friend, but I do not know what the hell you are talking about. We've got a letter in from somebody with uh, the very dubious name of Rascal Headspin, um, which I'm, I'm sure is his real name. But he starts off, Dear Yormer and Ray, taking you back two decades now or so, I just arrived in the bull to be met by culture shocks and scares by the score and then some more. First up was the Dolmush minibus challenge. Dolmush is a kind of minibuses that operate on bus routes but you can stop them wherever you like now given that istanbul had at that time only one metro line which ran from taxim to dirt levent which is six stops in the city center basically it meant that travelers continuing onto the suburbs needed to board minibuses at levent so as anyone familiar with such vehicles knows the bus fills up quickly and then as soon as it's full it starts there are no timetables Bizarrely, travellers then, after the bus has started, proceed to pay their fares all at the same time, and the scene is somewhat reminiscent of an Arab souk, with cash being shunted forward and back whilst a cacophony of inaudible uttering fills the air. So in order not to get caught up in the confusion, Rascal Headspin says that he thought he would forego the packed bus and wait first in line for the next one to avoid a bit of the stress. And he writes, On arrival, I pay the driver head up to the back seat and stay safe from anyone passing their cash forward just to save me having to speak Turkish. And if I didn't get that back seat, the strategy was to pay quickly and then feign sleep. However, the problem of getting up and making through the mass of bodies on foot and attempting to tell the driver to stop at my house was still more than my very limited Turkish would allow. So watching the bus pass my road end again and again and again, I'd stay on for another mile or so till I saw other people getting off, and that way I didn't need to say anything. Then I'd trudge a mile or so back uphill in the dark, as sometimes I was struggling to make myself understood and sometimes just didn't want the stress. This really made me feel not so much lost in translation as I wasn't speaking, but lost in transport. Oh, well, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks very much. <laughs> For that rascal, I suspect you might really be called Russell in real life. I've had that experience, Ray. I don't know and, about you. It's really you know, difficult it, with the Dolmushes at the beginning when you don't speak Turkish. Tell me about it. And you know, he he was here for around twelve years. Uh, rascal headed back to <laughs> Scotland five years ago. He's a header. He's a live wire, Jimmy. You got to meet him. You got to meet him soon. Yeah, yeah, will do. 
will do indeed but i think that that's just something that's it's so intimidating isn't it it's easy to get on a metro because you get on you get off at the right stop but when you're on a bus that doesn't have timetables it doesn't have stops you don't know where it's going to go and then of course if you end up near the driver all the money gets passed through you doesn't it and then people are saying things to you that you don't understand and yeah it's not for a beginner not for a beginner unless you do unless you do what russell did and just, <laughs> just, just stay on till the end <laughs> have a, have a little walk the, back not for the faint-hearted those guys drive like crazy man yeah they do they do it is amazing though how they can get through any traffic i mean they're the size of a normal minibus aren't they but they can get through gaps that minis couldn't unbelievable <laughs> but they can turn their heads they can take all that money they can answer the telephone they can smoke a cigarette and have a drink of raki at the same time and drive that bus mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah absolutely you know what this, this is nothing to do with turkey at all but years and years ago um, when i lived in liverpool i often get, used to get a uh, student bus the number 37 and the route that this driver used to take used to take you through toxteth and through the, the women's hospital and not through the women's hospital, around the women's hospital area. And there was this uh -huh. pointless little roundabout. I, I have no idea what the roundabout was for, because it, essentially it was a straight road with a couple of turnoffs that didn't go anywhere. But there used mm -hmm. to be this bus driver on there called Stuart, who used to be able to drive his bus and roll a fag at the same time. And um, <laughs> yeah, he yeah, could do it. So he'd, he'd have one hand on the steering wheel and the other hand he'd it be takes, it takes some rolling man a fag. Yeah, it, it did. It takes some man to roll a fag. Yeah, but what he used to do sometimes to make the... Uh, <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah. As he understands one minute later. <laughs> yes. Uh, but he... Um, yeah, it, sometimes to amuse the story, it, to amuse the stories, bloody hell, to amuse the students, he used to go all the way around this roundabout just a couple of times, and the bus took up almost the whole roundabout. But sometimes he'd drive around it three times, and whilst he drove around this roundabout three times, he could roll a fag with one hand at the same time. It was absolutely unbelievable. Smoking. Yeah, you wouldn't be allowed to do that now, would you? <laughs> exactly, Jim. I, I wondered if you were getting at that before, but I didn't want to say anything um, about the people who are at number 52 in the charts in case you seem a bit, a bit homophobicalist or something. <laughs> <laughs>Post of the week, Jimmy, comes in from Roy Linen from Burnley in England, Jimster. Hey, Roy. How you doing? Two guys in their mid-twenties are sitting in a bar partaking in scoops of intoxication. One of the guy remarks to the other, Holy be Jesus, pal, but you look absolutely exhausted. His mate replies, I'm absolutely shattered, pal. My girlfriend wants sex all the time three or four times even six times jimmy a night i kid you not she wakes me up at all hours i just don't know what to do a bloke in his 70s jimster is sitting a few bar stools down and he overhears the conversation he looks over at the two men and showing his good old wisdom of his age says marry her that will put an end to all that feckin' nonsense, pal. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, great. You like that one? Great. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Superb. That's all, folks. Tune in next week for Ray's monthly psychiatology session where he'll be probed by the Dr. Brutus Himmler Institute of Psychiatology once again. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Hansi will be back with a bit of uh, Hansi will be back with a bit of Maytime astronomy and all the usual knickknack, paddywhack, tomfoolery, shenanigans, and crack, Jimster. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Shakers. Can we ask you to follow Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast page, please? This is not the same as Black Milkshake Facebook page. We have two. Follow them both. Uh, we like to hear from you, so send us a message and get involved with the post, please. And don't forget to tell a friend about us and drop us a line. Thanks, as always, everybody, for your support. And thanks to the Dr. Brutus Himmler Seniors Facility, Dame Edna Everidge, Hackett Technologies, Barack Obama, James Joyce, Irish Pub, Valerie Richards, Donald Trump, Joel Biden, Eamon McAndrew. See you all again next Friday. Bye-bye. Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast was presented by Ray Mack and Yormar Kierko and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Black Milkshake 2023